Hey guys, before we kick off today's episode of the Monday Musing, I want to let you know that it's easier to digest the material if you're on the YouTube channel. So head on over to the YouTube channel if you would. I appreciate these are going to be really bite-sized chunks of information and it would be a lot easier to just share the video, get something engaging out to people that are interested in our industry. Thanks. Hey guys, welcome back to the Construction Veteran Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Friend. So for today's Monday Musing, we're going to be talking about construction technology. I'm going to break that down into a couple different sections. First, we're going to talk about photography, things like drones, 3D cameras. Then we're going to talk about document management, then scheduling, BIM, virtual reality and wearables, 3D scanning and printing, robotics, green building, and some newer stuff like automated layout. Since I've started in the industry, I've seen technology change a ton. When I first got my cell phone, it was a flip phone. I'm sure you guys all remember the old Nokias. Um, we also didn't have BIM. With, we'll get into that in a little bit what that means. But we did overlays with melamine and we trace on top of them to figure out where our conflicts were. And for those of you who don't understand what I'm getting at, um, I would encourage you to just go Google what is BIM, Building Information Modeling. And we'll talk a little bit about it today. But Go back and see how we used to do it in the overlays, which we still use some today. So first, let's talk about photography. So there's a couple different types of site photography. There's regular update photos that we take weekly, but lately the technology has given us just an awesome opportunity to see the site maybe from a different perspective, specifically drone shots like this. So this was one that we took of our project. Or what we've been using lately on the site is 360-degree photos. So as we know, with things like Zoom, we can interact with people from across the globe, really, if we want to. Well, how do we do that in the design and build environment? So we use 360 photos that we put on a site that we can share with our clients that might be states away in different time zones so they can pop in and look at the 360-degree photo and kind of feel like they're there. Now, it's very grainy. The technology hasn't really gotten very far yet with the quality of the photos. However, it's still pretty neat that we can do that and use that technology and share that with our counterparts. Now, as we discuss these things like drones, 360 degree cameras, and so forth, you'll start to notice that a lot of what we adopt into our industry might come from another industry. Now let's talk about document management. Now this is gonna be very construction specific. There are sites out there like PlanGrid, Procore, these are sites that we can share all of our documents and host them on a cloud system. So as soon as a document, maybe like a drawing is updated or a submittal is approved, somebody like me, a superintendent, can go in there and see the latest and greatest documents. Most of these programs, you can interlink your documents. So say you're looking at some prints on a floor and you see a link there for a product that you're going to install you can have the option of linking the product data, maybe the shop drawings. There's lots of neat things that you can do. You can even do finances in some of these programs as well. So scheduling, this has a special place in my heart. Scheduling is really used everywhere. I mean, lots of different companies wanna know when is this project going to be finished, no matter what type of widget they're going to be building. So scheduling in the construction industry, I would say that it probably sticks around a couple of programs like P6, which is from Primavera, uh, Microsoft Project, or some people even just simply use Excel. They all present the same type of information. The data input's just a little different. I think we all have our favorites, but you can basically use the same concept by just writing out a Gantt chart. 
Uh, and if you don't know what that is, please Google. So let's talk about BIM. So I mentioned that a little bit earlier. So what is it? Building information modeling. So what they do is they take the CAD files, which is computer automated drafting. If you'd like to look that up, another great technology that we use. So they take this CAD file, which is basically the what becomes the prints, and they put it into this system. Uh, there's different programs out there, but it finds the clashes. So remember how I said something about using those melamine sheets earlier? So what this program does is it takes all these graphics and all the drawings and computes this to say, hey, you're going to have a clash here. And what do I mean by clash? Maybe there's uh, a plumbing line that needs to be routed in the ceiling, but if you start to overlay some of the drawings, you see that that plumbing line might run through a beam, a steel beam, or maybe even a concrete beam. We don't know. So there's lots of clashes that are found. It's a really neat program, and we just make sure we print out these clashes. We collaborate as a team. We fix it up, plug it in the program, make sure we're good to go, and we build. So virtual reality and wearables. Some of this plays back into BIM. So there are a lot of wearables and virtual reality type systems that we can use from our phones, our iPads, and we can put goggles on even and see what the facility is going to look like that we're building in. You might be able to see those clashes still if they're in the program. It's really neat to get these virtual eyes on the project before it's even done. So let's talk about 3D scanning. So why would we use 3D scanning? Well, maybe there's a tough radius we need to get uh, in an existing facility, or we want to go out and collect all the data in the building and calculate it. And what that data is, this 3D scanning machine basically takes a lot of little photos. Those are called point clouds. And it puts these point clouds into a system where you can build a 3D model, basically, out of this laser scanning. So from that laser scanning, Again, you can go back and use more technology like the wearable if you want to try to walk around the building before we do anything to it. This is also really useful for some existing conditions or to track maybe if something structurally has changed. 3D printing. So 3D printing is pretty much used almost everywhere nowadays if you're building something or machining something. So really the options are endless on this one. I would say I personally haven't seen it too much other than maybe if we're building scale models off of something uh, that we're going to be building and kind of figuring out the layout, but I really don't see it too much in the field. However, what I have seen is some products that we order to the field. Using it in the field is maybe not as practical, I'd say, but I think it's a great tool for designers. Robotics. Now, this is another one that we could talk about all kinds of things. Exoskeletons that help people pick things up easier so it doesn't hurt their back over time. Uh, the robots that walk around the job site. Maybe one of those things that holds an iPad and kind of rides around the site for you. There's all kinds of robotics that are used. I would even say what I'm recording on right now, a camera could be considered the same thing as robotics, right? So even though we're using it for image or video capture, it's part of that technology that we've upgraded over time. I didn't have an iPad when I started in this industry, but now it's one of my favorite tools because I can house so much information on that. Now, it's not necessarily robotics, and neither is the camera, obviously. But just as an example, some of the technology that we get to integrate into our world. Automated layout. So automated layout is actually something fairly new to the industry. And I've seen lots of advertisements about robots that go around and they plan out the layout for the floor. It's really neat. Haven't seen it. Would love to see it on a job site. Or if you're willing to, if you have it on your job site, send me an email. I'd love to come out and check it out, take some video, maybe do an interview. So last but certainly not least... What I'm going to talk about is maybe not necessarily technology. However, it's an integral piece to what we do nowadays, 
in the built environment. So this might go by many terms such as green building, but most of us know this by the term LEED, Leadership in Energy and Environmental Design. Now, what does that mean? LEED is basically a certification that buildings can get to show that they're environmentally friendly. Now, it covers a ton of different categories. So they might be doing rainwater harvesting, light harvesting to make sure that the lights dim when the sun is the brightest outside. It might be an indoor air quality thing or where you source your materials. How far away are your materials? Are they recycled? So there's all these different things, even transportation. Uh, how you get to the building plays into what lead rating they get. Now, buildings can get four different levels of certification. They start at certified, go to silver, gold, and then platinum. There's quite a few benefits that come with being a lead building. One, it's a good marketing piece. You want people to be in a building that they know was built environmentally friendly and safe. Another piece of that is, obviously, there's some tax breaks to it, too. One example would be something like the light harvesting that we discussed earlier. Or it might be, you know, you have these low flush toilets that you save some water. Or that rainwater harvesting goes back to feed some of the plants that you put on your green roof. So obviously at the end of the day, it's not only better for the building, it's better for the environment as a whole and people want that. I'll say the good thing is that this is pretty much just how we build nowadays too, even if we're not trying to achieve that certification. I would go so far to say as this is really just where the general building industry is going. We've become a lot more environmentally conscious and friendly. However, we're constantly finding out more things that we can do to improve the building and improve the health of the people that are working in that building too. I would encourage you to look up both LEED and WELL. WELL is more concerned about the people working in the building, less than the building itself. Now that wraps up what I was going to discuss, but what do you guys think? Leave me a comment, whether you're on YouTube or listening to the podcast somewhere, I would appreciate it. One last thing I want to mention. I'm doing this out of my own pocket and on my own time. I would really love some partners to help me with this. Editing these episodes, whether it's the podcast or the video, it takes a lot of time that I would like to be spending with my family, honestly. So, yes, I did agree to do this. However, I would love to hire an editor that could help me with the process. So thanks again for your guys' time and spending a little bit of it with me. I appreciate you guys.